world's on fire, our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know what, why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Hey, pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. You know, the more I live, the deeper I get into my Christian faith, the more sold out I am for the cause of Christ, the more obvious the works of the devil are to me. I don't know, I don't know about the rest of you. I don't know what's going on in your, in your life. I, I look around and say, whoops, that's Satan. Boy, that's Satan. <laughs> Boy, that's Satan. Boy, that's Satan. And you know, the Bible says that he comes, he masquerade, masquerades as an angel of light. You know, the devil never, the devil never ever comes and announces himself as a devil. And, uh, he, he never has a frontal attack like that. He always, he always makes it look kind of nice. Huh? Well, why wouldn't, why wouldn't you be for a young child that's a homosexual? Why wouldn't you be for making them feel loving and, and, and needed? Why wouldn't, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't, why wouldn't you take a vaccination that would protect other people? Why wouldn't you do that? Come on, why wouldn't you do that? Why would you why would you want to force your religious beliefs on somebody else? Why would you want to do that? Satan never comes full-throated frontal attack. It's always through deception. And the closer I get in my walk with the Lord, I'm not trying to sound holy or righteous. I've struggled just like the rest of you do. The closer we get to that walk with the Lord, the more obvious it is to see the fraud. It's so easy. I can't believe. Yeah, I can. I mean, I can. Why? Because people's minds have been blinded. Huh? Evil men have crept in unaware. They change the truth of God into a lie, even in our churches. We don't even get the truth in our churches anymore. We get partial truth. Mm. Partial truth is <laughs> a lot of lies stuck inside partial truth, right? And I, you guys are going to think I'm crazy. My wife, I said something to my wife this morning about going to the uh, the mail something, or maybe she said, I don't know how the conversation, I love my wife, by the way. I don't know how her conversation got gone, but she said, well, you know, the bank, uh, the post office is closed. I said, what? She said, yeah, the post office is closed. So why, why is the post office closed? Juneteenth. I said, what? Juneteenth? Federal holiday? Post office closed? What? I'm, I'm not kidding you, folks. I had no, and so she's chastised me. She says, you don't even know? You don't even know what Juneteenth is? Newest federal holiday where, where government workers get paid not to work? Another one? Another one? Based on what? The what? The fake holiday. Another fake holiday. Everything's fake, folks. Everything's divine. See, again, Satan comes as a unifier, but he's not. Who can be against celebrating the day that blacks were set free? Who can be against that? 
How about celebrating the day we were all set free by Christ? You can't even celebrate that anymore. That's religious. That's bigoted. No, 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 not that. Oh, not not the not the Christian soldiers who fought in the Civil War to free the slaves. Oh, no, 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 not that. No, 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 no. <clears throat> oh my goodness! I don't want to start off in a good bad mood today. I'm in, I'm in a good mood. I want to I want to acknowledge a couple of things here real quickly before before we get rolling too deep. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, Reuben Israel died. You guys said who's Reuben Israel? I forgot to give you that, Jonathan. Go to Facebook real quickly, if you could, and just type in Reuben Israel. Um, Reuben Israel is a. Uh, I never really met him. Spoke to him uh, once or twice. Just type in Reuben R E U B E Reuben Israel. Uh, and uh, he died. There he is. Great street preacher. Great street preacher. Died, uh-huh. this, died this weekend. Can you just click on it? Is it open? Can you open him up? And uh, from what I understand, he's had he's been dealing with some heart issues. And uh, he was a leader of a band of street preachers. Uh, quite a quite a um, conversion story of his own. Ruben had, but. Uh, had the heart issue, went into the hospital. He was in the hospital, yada, 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 yada. And he, he passed. Ruben passed this weekend. And I was talking to our, our bar buddy Carlos out there in, in San Diego, and it's, you know, it's like losing a godfather. And this guy has caused more headaches around the world. And Chris, hey, folks, listen, if you're preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God, you're going to be hated. <laughs> you, I'm, if, if you're preaching a message that is filling a church, you're not preaching the gospel. Sorry, I'm just sorry. I'm not. You're preaching, preaching part of it, right? Preaching part of it. Um, wow. So Reuben's gone. I didn't know Reuben. I appreciated his work, his bravery, his preaching the truth. See, a lot, a lot of people don't like street preachers because they say they're too harsh. And if we ever, if we ever got to the point, if we really realized that it was a battle, this was a real battle, man, for the souls of men. Well, the average Christian never, ever really thinks about battling for the soul, souls of a man. We, we, we really don't. The average, Christian, <clears throat> the average Christian never really thinks about our need to do what the Bible tells us to rescue those who, <clears throat> excuse me, who are unjustly led to slaughter. To rescue those who are unjustly led to slaughter. That would be uh, abortion, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it be, if you're being unjustly led to slaughter, wouldn't that be abortion, wouldn't it? How about those guys that were uh, trapped up in in uh, the gulag there in, in the J the J Sixers? They're being uh, rescue those who are unjustly led to slaughter. Be them, wouldn't it? Hmm? And how many how many pastors do you suppose? I'm blaming myself here today. How many pastors do you suppose over the last two years have you even mentioned those guys in jail? Not none. Scripture tells us to rescue those. Bible also tells us this. This doesn't fit very good with your theology or mine. Uh, have nothing to do with the unfruitful works of darkness. Don't, have nothing to do with it. But rather to expose them. How do you expose them? We don't talk about it. That's what Reuben did. Spoke about it. And it said, again, I said, I, I, I didn't know Reuben. Well done, brother. Well done. John Brockoff's in the hospital. And you guys know how I feel about John Brockoff. And John, uh, <clears throat> John spent 2,477 days in federal lockup for uh, burning down an abortion clinic. And John Brockoff said that uh, even though he gave up 2,744 days of his life, seven years of his life for doing it, said they didn't kill any more babies at that abortion clinic anymore. 
FBI, I hope you're listening right now. Because the FBI, you are you guys are the you're this devil's spawn. You are responsible for killing more people, probably, if we really understood what the FBI was all about. Government. Yeah. So oh. John John's in John's in the hospital. In fact, the OJ took him to the uh, OJ and John were out gallivanting this weekend and uh John got got sick. And they took him to a VA and the VA just transferred him to another hospital because he's he's losing blood internally and they, and they don't know why. So Betty, could we pray for John Brockoff right now? Would you would you uh, would you lift I'm sorry, not Betty, I'm sorry. Myra, would you lift up John Brockoff right now? Is Myra still with yes, us? Yes, yes, coach. Yes, of course. Mm-hmm. I'm going to uh thank you, Godfather, and thank you, Jesus, for bringing us together. Lord, we read in Psalm 20 that some trust in chariots and some trust in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. They are brought down and fallen, but we are risen and stand upright. Say the Lord, let the king hear us when we call you, Lord. So, Jesus, we give you praise and glory, and we thank you for the miracle you're going to do in John and in all of us in this huddle, in this hole, who um, need prayer. And um, you're a miracle maker, Lord. And we give you praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Not a bad prayer for a witch, Myra. Thank you. Um, I want to acknowledge OJ, too. OJ's a hero. OJ Eastwood's a hero. OJ was with uh, John. And O.J. and Dorita, uh, you know, Dorita, O.J.'s wife, told me they thought O.J., when he first connected here at Coach Dave Live, they thought O.J. had had a stroke because he, he just became a brand-new guy, which, by the way, that's what the gospel is supposed to do to you. And they thought he they thought he'd had a stroke because he went from following the Kentucky Wildcats all the time and all kinds of sports and all that kind of stuff and uh, to being involved in the cultural war. And John Brockoff calls OJ Uncle OJ because OJ's always there to to take OJ's or take John someplace or help John someplace. And it was kind of fitting that uh, OJ was with John when it happened. And I just want to publicly acknowledge my love and support of OJ Eastwood and his wife Dorita and all the stuff they do. And they're just they're just evidence of uh, there 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 are fifty people like that in this queue that no, nobody ever ever pats on the back. Nobody ever rains a praise down on them. I could I could list a bunch of them. I just want to acknowledge OJ as the hero that he is today, OJ. Just want you to want you to know that. As they walk as OJ and Dorita continue to walk through their own trials and their own their own tribulations and their own problems at home. They still keep that attitude to go serve others. So I I, I just wanted to acknowledge them here this morning as well. Um check my notes here. Hey listen before uh, um, don't forget the camping I know Bobby gets nervous the camping event uh, go to go to the website real quick there, uh, um, Jonathan, if you could. The ca- the camping event that uh, Bobby's putting together, Pennsylvania Salt and Light Brigade. You know, it should just well. <clears throat> there you go. There we go. There we go. Training the unapologetic Christian. That's July 14th through 16th. It's going to be out in the Pennsylvania. Bobby's got a nice area out there. Let's go ahead and start filling that thing up. Camping training. History Remote Church Experience, Fort Necessary Battlefield in Southwest PA. And uh, speakers are Coach Dave Liberty Mel, John Diamond, 
And look, folks, this again, this is just getting together, fellowshipping, tents, $42 per night. You can, that's a tent site. You can put five people in a tent if you want to. Camping sites, you bring a camper at $69 per night. You can put as many people inside that camper as you want to inquire on your own. So uh, let's get that, let's get that filled up as well. All right, cool. Um, Juneteenth's got me really ticked off here now, ticked off about it. So I'm so tired of the divide and conquer strategy. So, hey, Sheila Holmes is going to be with me on Bridey on today. Now I'm going to explain something to you here real quickly, and then you can catch the rest of it on Bridey on. Excuse me. There's a see. There's a there's a. What do I want to call this? There's a. Uh, what's the word, Lord? There's a idea i'll use that there's an idea going on out there that the seal has been broken i don't know how many of you folks have followed that sheila's going to talk about that today on my brownian show but they said the seal has been broken in other words the left has overplayed their hand and here's what here's the here's the gist of it okay that when they indicted donald trump the left overplayed their hand and when they indicted a former president of the united states They broke the seal. In other words, they uncovered something that they should never have messed with. Because now the left are the ones who can no longer, if somebody wanted to indict Barack Obama, the left can no longer say, well, you can't do that to a former president. You can't do that to, the seal's been broken, folks. (laughs) And the left, and overplaying their hand, trying to get Donald Trump for whatever reason. It's demonic, right? It's demonic. The devil always overplays his hand. The left has now made former presidents of the United States fair game. Anybody picking up what I'm saying here? Now, Sheila has a lot more. She called me uh, about 10 minutes till to the hour, just 20 minutes ago. And she has a lot of great information. By the way, uh, I got the stuff from Sheila from on Friday, and I'll get that out to you, Janina, just, just arrived this weekend. So today at 11 o'clock on Bridie on Sheila is going to join me. She's going to talk more in depth about all this stuff and everything that's really, really going on. And despite what some of you out there may think, I say we're winning. We're winning. Okay. We're winning. We're winning. Uh, hey, look, look. Does it even make sense to you to think that the Lord is going to appear to have lost? Does that even make sense to you? But the King of Kings and Lord of Lords is going to appear to the lost world that, oh yeah, you guys won, I lost. You ever think that? Or do you think there's stuff going on behind the scenes that we don't even understand? I'm going to, one I'm going to throw at you real quickly, I know you didn't even think about, is they tried to have a pride night at the Dodger Stadium and they, they showed up in mass. They showed, Christians showed up in mass at Dodger Stadium and protested the Los Angeles Dodgers for having, what's that, uh, what's that lady's name, Vinny? What's her name? Yeah. What's, what's her, not, not, don't go there yet. What's that lady's, uh, Daughters of uh, Perpetual, whatever. And they, they dress up like fake nuns and they go out there and they stick it in the face of everybody. Perpetual indulgence. That's what it was. Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. They showed up. The Dodge, hey, the Dodgers were permitting them to have their night at the stadium. But I'm going to shock you with another one because I hate to say I told you so, but this is another I told you so. Do you know who showed up in mass? 
Hispanic Catholics. Booing me. <laughs> oh, Lord. See, the Lord has reinforcements. What the devil meant for bad, God meant for good. Do you understand that, hey, we're all against the border being open and migrants, we're all right, right? But do you understand that the Mexican Catholics believe in Jesus Christos, that they are reinforcements of Christianity. Do we understand? <laughs> oh, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Uh, uh, macho, macho, man. Those, those Hispanics ain't sissies like we white boys. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. And when they find out that you're amen. messing with their kids, they're messing with your kids. Wow. Forget about it. Uh, forget about it. Forget about it. Okay, nine thing. Uh, God, I got just. I just got a lot of stuff. I got a lot of stuff. I want to pull up uh, number number two for me. Good. Go ahead, Judah. <clears throat> Coach, you just hit it on the head. You're talking about the Spanish. You know what? <clears throat> people, the media is is transformed what we think of people in Mexico and uh, people come across the border. But like the reality is, is a lot of the 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 evil or the bad spots are coming from the deep state and the terrorists and the gangs and the mafia groups that are in Mexico that they let run amok. Mm-hmm. And so those groups are the groups that people affiliate with in terms of, you know, the Mexican church. And there's more of us than there are of them. Amen. There are a lot more of us than there are of them. And there's an awakening going on. And I hate to tell you this. I don't know if the if the mushy-faced, evangelical, silent, fearful, cowardly Christian men in evangelifishism are going to be able to do anything about it. And I've said it for, you know, guys, you've been listening to this show, NASCAR crowd, huh? Hispanics, they, 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 they have been... Uh, they haven't been toned down like the rest of us. <clears throat> I want to, I got an email today about somebody who said, uh, doesn't matter, they're doing some street ministry. I got some, just bear with me, please. <clears throat> Folks, you better take this very, very seriously. That God, almighty God, expects us to fight on his behalf. Amen. He didn't die, he didn't die on a cross just to make you healthy, wealthy, and wise. I'm sorry if that's what they've taught you. He, he expects us to engage, gauge for him. And I thought today that I, I would pull up for us, uh, what is it, was it? Ezekiel 3. It's one of my favorite scriptures. I'm just going to read down through it, and I want, to, I want you to let this sink into you as, you as you read this. By the way, are you, are you ready for this? God's not an American. <laughs> he has Christians in other places rather than the United States. He is the king of the kings. He is the Lord of the lords. He holds the whole world in his hands. He's king of Russia. He's king of Germany. He's king in Iran. He's king in Iraq. He's king in Mexico. He's king in Cuba. He's king in, the, in Sweden. He's, queen, he's king in, you name it, he's the king in Japan. He's the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Right? He's the king now, now, whether or not uh, he's going to rescue America, that's that'll be up to him. But if you think that America, that America, that the Lord's sitting around rubbing his hands over what's going on in America, he's calling in some reinforcements. Moreover, he said unto me, "Son of man, eat that 
thou findest, eat this roll. And then, hey, Betty, after you eat that roll, there's something you got to do. Go speak. You got to go speak unto the house of Israel. Hang on a second, folks. In today's modern vernacular, who would be the house of Israel? Would be the Jews? Got my get my car and fly over to the airport and get over there to go visit the Jews? Is that what it is? Huh? Who's the house of Israel? We are the house. We are the house of Israel. We are the house of Israel. Right? And he said unto me, Son of man, cause thy belly to eat and fill thy bowels with this roll that I'm going to give you. And then did I eat it, and it was in my mouth as honey for sweetness. Joel Osteen. He said unto me, Son of man, get thee out of the house of Israel and speak with my words unto them. For thou art not sent to a people of strange speech. You know, I'm not sending you to I'm not sending you to Germany. I'm not sending you to Russia. I'm sending you to people that are not of a strange speech. I'm going to send you to people who speak the same language that you speak. And of a hard language. He said, For thou art not sent to a people of strange speech and of a hard language. No, 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 no. I'm sending it to your own folk. Not too many people of strange speech. I'm I'm not going to send you to Haiti. Of a hard language. Whose words you can't understand. No, 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 no. I sent, surely had I sent you to them, they would have listened to you. I'm not sending you to them. But the house of Israel, they won't hear me. For they will not hearken unto me. For all of the Christian church are impudent and hard-hearted. Get Israel out of your head. Get the Jews out of your head. Behold, I have made your face, Betty, strong against their faces. And your forehead Strong against their forehead. Sounds to me like there's going to be some head knocking going on here, boys and girls. By the way, who's the head knocking with? Why, we're head knocking our brothers and sisters in Christ, if I read this right. And as an adamant harder than flint, have I made your forehead. Don't be afraid of them. Don't be afraid of their looks. Because my church is a rebellious house. Anybody picking us up in me? Then moreover, he said to me, son of man, all my words that I shall speak unto you, take them into your heart, buddy. And hear them with your ears. And then, go. Get thee to them of the captivity and to the children of thy people, and speak unto them, and tell them, thus says the Lord God, whether they will hear or whether they will not hear. Hey, who are we talking about here? Who are we going to go visit? Who are we supposed to, are we supposed to get on a plane fly to Israel? Am I supposed to go to Azerbaijan? They said, you go get my people. You go get my folk, will you? You go get those people who carry my name. Go get them, will you? He said, they may not listen to you. I don't know whether they'll listen to you or not, coach, but you go. So then the spirit took me up and heard behind me a voice of a great rushing saying, blessed be the glory of the Lord from his place. 
I heard also the noise of the wings of the living creatures that touched one another, and the angels, and the noise of the wheels over against them, and a noise of great run. Oh, yeah, saddle up their horses, baby. Huh? Oh, yeah, God's team saddling up their horses. So the Spirit lifted me up and took me away, and I went into, and I went in bitterness in the heat of my spirit, but the hand of the Lord was strong upon me. Went in bitterness. Go to verse 17. He was in bitterness for seven days, by the way. And at the end of seven days, the Lord came unto me saying, Son and daughter of man, I made you a watchman over the church. Therefore, hear the word at my mouth and give them warning from me. Give who warning? Somebody help me out here. Who's the warning to? I got to get, I got to fly to Jerusalem. Is that what I got to do? I have to go to Jerusalem and speak to the Jewish people. Is that what I'm supposed to do? No. Who's the house of Israel? Who's the house of Israel? We are. We are. Thank you. Therefore, hear the word of my mouth and do what? Give them a warning from me. When I say unto the wicked, you shall surely die. And you Givest them not a warning, nor speak to warn the wicked from his wicked way to save his life. That same wicked man is going to die in his sin. It's going to be on your hands. Anybody see this but me? Yet, if you warn the wicked and he didn't turn from his wickedness, nor from his wicked way, that dude's going to die in his sin. But you delivered your hands. Again, when a righteous man doth turn from his righteousness. What about once saved, always saved? And commit sin. And I, I, Lord, I lay a stumbling block before him. In other words, he's already laid, he's already turned from his He's already turned from his, his, he's turned back to his vomit. And the Lord says, okay, you're going to do that? Here, I'm gonna, let, me lay, let me lay this in front of you, dude. Try to not trip on this. He's going to die. Because thou hast not given him warning. He's going to die in his sin. And his righteousness, which he had done. <laughs> I'm not going to remember that. But his blood I will require at his hand. So we have to warn the unrighteous and the righteous. Nevertheless, if you warn the righteous man that the righteous sin not, and he doth not sin, he shall surely die. Why? Because you warned him. And you delivered your own soul. And the hand of the Lord was there upon me. He said unto me, get up off your butt and go out there. And I'll talk to you there. So I did that, and I went out into the out into the field. Behold, the glory of the Lord stood there, the glory which I saw by the river of Shabar, and I fell on my face. Then the Spirit entered me. I said, get up, dude, get up! And he spake with me, he said, go shut thyself within that house. But you, O son of man, Behold, 
They shall put bands upon you, and they shall bind you with them. Thou shalt not go out among them. And I will make your tongue cleave to the root of your mouth, that thou shalt be dumb, and shall not be to them a reprover, for they are a rebellious house. But when I speak with you, <laughs> I will open your mouth. And you shall say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, He that heareth, let him hear, and he that forbeareth, let him forbear. The church is a rebellious group of folk. I want to make note of something there. Pull up number four for me. Eileen Teshu's in here every day, just uh, did an interview with Cal's Astro. And I want all of you to, I'm going to put it in the chat. We don't have time to play it. I'm going to put it in the chat. Cal Zastro is a dear buddy of ours, one of the guys that was arrested. Uh, he was arrested and found guilty of rescuing babies. I'm going to say it again. Cal was arrested and found guilty of rescuing babies. wonder what heaven's doing right now. Are they weeping? Or is there a standing ovation going on for Cal Zastro right now in heaven? So, Eileen, thanks for doing this. Put it in the chat. I want all of you to go go watch that. Okay, hang on. I'm, I'm all over the place this morning, although not really. Not really. So we're called to warn, right? We're called to warn. I want to go there, Lord. Go to number nine. It says number nine on it. Gay Pride Parade was this weekend in, in uh, Columbus, Ohio. I've been there enough times to... Make a guy bar 14 times over. And I came across this today. Uh, I went to D.C.'s Pride Parade, and here are nine things I saw. Now, I'm not going to read the whole article. Hey, folks, stay right there, man, Jonathan. We can pity these people. We can pray for these people. But we're called to warn these people. And these are what they call workers of iniquity. They not only relish their sin, they want others to engage in it as well. Mm. The Bible teaches us this, that God hates all workers of iniquity. Are they capable of being saved? Yeah, yeah, they are. Hmm? You guys know what the power of agreement is? Power of agreement is where the two or, uh, two or more are gathered. He's in their midst. And we all say, man, let's all pray. Let's get a prayer circle. Let's get everybody praying. Do you understand that you're looking? Look, folks, look. Look at the crowd behind them. Do you understand the power of agreement on the dark side? Do you understand the power there? I've been to many of these things, and it's the most powerful spiritual attack you'll ever come under. Now, nine things. This is from the Daily Signal. This is some, I don't even know who they are. Certainly not Christian. This is one thing that this guy went to the gay pride parade, and here's what he found out. The police support the march. Cops got a rainbow badge on. Go on down. Number two. You can read it up in the chat. Going topless and wearing bondage get-ups. Folks, these just aren't, this isn't Billy and Timmy having a garden and living next door to you. 
Go, go, show that picture. Go back there. Go back up there. Look at that guy. Folks, how's that not public indecency? How can the church possibly support this? How can the how can the media support this? How can city government support this? How can federal government support this? It shows you how far we've fallen. Huh? You know what that, look at that guy. You know what that guy wants? He's looking for another man who will have sex with his anus. That's what he's looking for. And he's trying to sell it to, trying to sell it to your children. By the way, just look under the gay flag and see if you see some young people there. Mm. Be better for these people to have a millstone around their neck and thrown into the deepest part of the ocean. Coach Jesus loves them. All right, tell, tell him that. Go to the next one. Go to the next one. Drag queens galore. Keep going. Oh, there's a uh, yeah, yeah. Hey, folks, those people are freaks. <laughs> these people are these people are free. What's what's this say? Wait a minute, huh? They have support from political leaders. D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser says, "We are proud. Pride comes before a fall. We're proud to be welcoming home to the world's largest." Gay population. What's the sign say? When shit got bad, I got my gay ass elected. Yeah, oh yeah. Churches ran and hid. More outlandish outfits. These are nine things this guy saw when he went there. He'd never been there before. More outland. Oh, there's a little boy. Go back there. Go back there again. There's a little boy marching there. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Huh. Hey, folks, these people are all celebrating sodomy. These men sodomize each other. Does anybody out there need me to explain what two men do when they engage in sodomy? Does anybody need me to explain that to them? Hmm? This guy noticed that there was a religious presence. Oh, yeah, churches. There were churches there. number of churches participating. Scroll down there. Let's see these pictures here. Oh, Yes. Oh, they're so kind, aren't they? And loving. Oh, Jesus loves everybody while we sodomize your children. Oh, yes, yes. Folks, it's a spirit. Oh, there's a pastor. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's the ticket. Oh, queer and Christian. Yeah, yeah, that's the ticket. Oh, God is a dyke. Oh, Good. That's so loving. Strippers, sexualized dancing, and vulgar signs. This is number seven of what he saw there. Scroll down there. This happened. Says, look, this happened right in front of us on the streets. Says two men gyrating in front of little children. Oh, I'm sure they won't get the wrong idea, Coach. Folks, what should happen to what should happen to the parents that take their children there? Look at this. Freak. Freak. Lightning bolts. Lightning bolts come to mind, oh, Coach. Yeah, they sure do. Look at this. Some held vulgarly worded signs such as big dick energy or t-shirts with messages as 50 effing years. Wait a minute, how big, old are the kids oh, here, Coach? Big dick energy. Oh, yeah, we're proud of that. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Coach, how, how was the youngest kid there? I wonder if you could read that sign. Is that great? Which sign, Vinny? Big, big energy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Folks, there are thousands and thousands. Gay couples and parents. Look at this. Oh, coach, just let them have fun. Just let them have fun. Oh, what's this? I'm mama and she's mommy. I'm I'm mama and she's mommy. Oh. Millstone, anybody? Millstone. I love my two gay kids. Oh yeah. She's proud of what she ought to be ashamed of and ashamed of what she ought to be proud of. Number nine, embassies and nationalities. First country to legalize gay marriage. Oh, wow. That is so good. See, they should be ashamed of it and they're proud of it. But folks, this isn't a Christian website. This is not a Christian website. Showing you what's going on with these things. Hang on a minute. We're called to warn, right? We're called to warn. I got one more thing. And then I'm going to uh, open it up here. Play number three, unavoidably unsafe. <clears throat> Substack. I want you to listen to this. This is result regards vaccines, okay? Rob, this is about a minute and a half long. Listen. We can read it. Not in the vaccine. Listen, listen to what Robert Kennedy tells us. Go ahead. Vaccines are ever subjected to true placebo-controlled trials. It's the only medical product that is exempt from that prior to licensure. Anyway, what ha- happened in the DDP vaccine, was, when it was pulled in this country, it was pulled because so many people were suing the drug companies. Wyeth, which is now Pfizer, was the primary manufacturer. They went to the Reagan administration in 1986, and they said, um, you need to give us full immunity from liability for all vaccines or we're going to get out of the business. And Reagan actually said to them, why, why don't they said, we're losing $20 in downstream liability for every dollar we're making in profits. And Reagan said to them, well, why don't you make the vaccine safe? And they said, because vaccines are unavoidably unsafe. That's the phrase they use. And that phrase is in the statute. And it's also in the Brusewitz case, which is the Supreme Court decision upholding that statute. And so anybody who tells you vaccines are safe and effective, the industry itself got immunity from liability by convincing the president and Congress that vaccines are unavoidably unsafe. Boom! Boom! Huh? Why why do they get uh, immunity? Because they're unsafe. (laughs) They're unsafe. If they were safe, they wouldn't need immunity, would they? Imagine that, guys. When they stand before us and tell us that they're safe and effective, safe and effective when they know that they're not. See, people don't care. Lie, 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 lie. One more thing, and then I'll get you in here, Lauren. One more thing. Bring up uh, five. Number five, sin sin babies, because this goes over and over again. I I look. Thoughts are not sins. Thoughts are not sins. Blessed is the man that endureth temptation. For when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love them. Let no man say when he is tempted, Through thoughts, thank you. I am tempted of God, for God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. But every man is tempted 
And when he is drawn away of his own lusts and enticed, then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin. And sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. You get a thought, you cast it down. That's not sin. You get it comes again, you cast it down. That's not sin. It comes again, you cast it down. That's not sin. It comes again, you look at the porn, it's sin. It's a condition. Do you understand this, folks? You understand this? Jesus said, Ted, take captive every thought. And I'm going to throw this one at you. The Bible tells us that Jesus was in all ways tempted. Where is that? Somebody find that for me. Jesus was in all ways tempted. In I never took the bait. In all ways tempted. Boom. Jesus was tempted in every way, just like a man, yet without sin. Anybody want to argue that? Boom. Never took the bait. John, Jonathan's looking to find it. Jesus was in all ways. To, if Jesus was not tempted by thoughts, then you're not delivered from him. Matthew 1 to 11. He got uh, victory over. For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our sin, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Boom. In other words, when Jesus wanted to grab one of those guys by the throat, he didn't do it. You got it? You got it? Take captive every thought. Lauren, come on in. When you, you are sharing all this information, and good morning, Coach, thank you. Um, what the Holy Spirit was prompting on me was letting me know they are celebrating having parades for the destruction of your family and your child. They are, the they are celebrating. The government is supporting it, Lauren. The government is supporting it. Right. Endorsing it, promoting it. And they're marching down your streets, doing it, celebrating that they, that they are doing this to your family, destroying it, making, and they are celebrating just that, that the perversion and the destruction of a male and a female, and they're, and they're doing it in your face, which in turn is there. And because, and because God is known as father. And Jesus said in the name that is the most honored and holy of all of God's names is Abba, it's dad. And it breaks my heart that Jesus sits there and says, pray in this way. Our father who art in heaven, holy is your name. The name dad is holy. Abba is holy. Mm. So we have to take this back and stop letting them celebrate in your face the destruction of every every family every child and taking away a child's future because god promised us the the promised us a future of hope and that word you know and that word word prosper when it's translated from the hebrew it actually means peace we are supposed to celebrate the peace that we are God's kids and that he's our dad. Mm. Amen. Amen. Instead, we celebrate the perversion. Folks, remember, 
He always comes as an angel. Boom! Who, who would be against people of living free to live their lives? Who would be against that? You hate monger, you homophobe. And you swallow it. Jeff Klein. Coach, I just want to say, for the first weekend in about 14 years, I actually enjoyed Father's Day weekend. Because every year for 14 years, we've been at that smut parade down there, that demonic crap. And people don't realize, I tell people, they're like, well, that parade's going on in Columbus. I said, yeah, there's 500,000 people. A couple of years ago before COVID, there was 500,000 people, only 13,000 participants. Now, look at that. It was four to six miles long, streets filled with little kids in strollers. So disgusting. And 22 churches in that parade with 20 to 40 people in each of their little church group with little kids marching. Now, what we found is like last couple weekends ago there in Shockton, there's only 200 people at that demonic event. So now we go in with 25 people there. We got a little more effect at the smaller groups of Newark, Mansfield, Shockton. I'm so glad that we're done with that big. Yeah. That is just horrible. It was, and it drained you all weekend. Your Father's Day weekend was Sunday. You were wore out from all that debauchery. Yeah. So, by the, the way, by the way, they arrest people who come and protest the parade, not the ones with their dicks hanging out. Huh? Oh, say, well, they're not hanging. Oh no, they're in a little pot. They're in a little jock strap. Huh? Pride. You bring little kids there. See that, right? God help us, Randall. Randall, come on in. Tim. Yes, Coach. Uh, go, Randy, go, go. Yeah, I, I, was just, I was just going back. To, I was just going back a little earlier about Jesus being tempted. Uh, I, I was. Uh, I'm not sure if it was revealed to me or what, but uh, what, 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 what the heavenlies really, what the heavenlies really had put on stake during this time. When Satan tempted Jesus in the desert uh, with with all the kingdoms on earth, now you, you know the Satan is good at what he does, and Jesus had to resist that. and And Satan knew Satan knows what knew what Jesus wanted. He wanted Satan wanted Jesus wanted the kingdom, and Satan knew he really didn't want to go to the cross to get it. Now, had Satan taken had Jesus taken a knee to Satan, that would that that literally would have dethroned. The, the the whole trinity uh, and, and 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 satan would have been in charge of heaven so well, Randall, up on the screen is uh <clears throat> i'm not sure where it is i can never see the scripture it's what where is this jonathan matthew 4 go back there then was jesus led up into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil how's that gonna how's he gonna how's the devil gonna do that how's the devil gonna tempt jesus you, so, you first got, of all, Jesus fasted 40 days and 40 nights, and he was really, really hungry. And then the devil comes to him at his weakest moment, comes to him. Or, by the way, the strongest moment. And, and, and Jesus had couldn't and Jesus had to face this as a man. He could not rely on his deity. Otherwise, it would not have been a, a true test. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he's hungry, and the tempter came to him and said, Folks, that's a thought. That's a thought. If thou be the son of God, command these stones be made bread. And Jesus took captive every thought. And he said, man shall not live by bread alone, 
but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. And then the devil whispered in his ear, said, okay, how about this? You can have this city up if you want to. And Jesus took captive every thought. He says, if thou be the son of God, cast and send it and cast down. Jesus said, it's written. I'm taking captive every thought. Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Verse 8. And again, the devil came back a third time, took him up and showed all the kings of the world, said, these are all yours, dude. You can have them all. All you got to do is fall down, worship me, and I'll give them to you if you just do that. And Jesus said, what? What do you say? Oh, man, you got me on that one. Oh, man, you got me on that one. Go on down, Jonathan. He said unto him, and Jesus, and then Jesus said, get out of here. <laughs> get out of here. For it's written, thou shalt worship the Lord thy God only, and him only shalt thou serve. And the devil left. Jesus had some bad thoughts, and he never sinned. Tim Tubro. So, uh, Romans 6, don't yield your members unto sin. Mm. That takes on a whole new meaning, those members hanging down. Sure <laughs> hanging out, get it, hanging down, hanging out. Oh, well, anyway. <laughs> Your penis is a member. Is that what you're saying, Tim? Your hands are a member. Your eyes yeah. Are a member. Huh? yeah that's, that's, why we, that's why we don't preach Romans 6 in the church, because... We have victory over everything. Amen. You know, those guys letting their members hang down. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I love this show. Janine. Well, they definitely are. Uh, you can see they're willingly ignorant of the truth. But our people are um, are deceived, too, because we have a lack of knowledge. Um, if you read Psalm um, 90, 92, 3, which is, it says, upon an instrument of ten strings and upon psaltery, upon the harp with a, a solemn a sound. Psalm 33, 2, it says, praise the Lord with harp, sing unto him with psaltery, an instrument of ten strings. And in Psalm 144, 9, it says, I will sing a new song unto uh, thee, O God, upon a psaltery and an instrument of ten strings will I sing praises to thee. We think of that as just an instrument of praise. It is an instrument. But the deeper meaning is um, in a book uh, called Cross and Crown, Psaltery, if you look up even in the 1828 dictionary, it's the Psalms. But the um, harp with the ten strings was designed back then as for the Ten Commandments. So when he says, I will sing a new song unto thee with uh, praise, that's keeping the Ten Commandments all through those Psalms. Um, the, the Hebrew Psalter was a history of the Reformation. The antiquities of the Jews was the rainbow, was a bow that signified the Ten Commandments. The empires of the Bible, it was an um, appreciation of God's mark on us saying that we were uh, awake, my people. So if you go back then into Revelation 22, the very last thing he says is blessed. If you keep his commandments, you have the right to the tree of life. That woman marching in that parade that says God is a, a dyke was unbelievable. We're supposed to be praising him with a new song. And those 10 commandments are written on our heart. We never got rid of them. They were inside the ark where God is. Everything else was outside, and that's what people are, are grasping to, is everything that's on the outside, and it's to their destruction. <clears throat> amen. Amen. Julie. 
Yeah. Last night, my husband and I were watching the movie Courageous. And it really spoke to me because the pastors in the church are not raising men the way that that movie dictated, you know, about that resolution that they had all agreed and signed. Think about what men would look like and what the world would look like if they stuck to all those resolutions, putting God first and then themselves and raising their kids up the way that God would have them to be raised up. We wouldn't be in this mess. That's because we've turned, our pastors are telling us to follow and obey Luciferian government. Alan Zeifer. Hey, good morning, Coach. Just sitting on what Brother Tim was talking about. If you go, you, most churches today in America, they, they love, most Christians, most Christians, they want to tell you all about Romans chapter 7. But they don't want to read Romans chapter 6 and 8, you know, the 6, 7, and 8. They need to read all three because Romans 7, if you want to stand back and look at it, King David and King Solomon, they would have been able to, to claim Romans chapter 7 because they didn't have the blood of the Lamb. They didn't have the power of the Holy Ghost. You and I, us as Christians today in 2023, we have no excuse. King David and King Solomon, they had a couple excuses. They didn't have the blood. They didn't have the power of the Holy Ghost. Today's Christianity has no excuse, Coach. None. Nope, nope. Juneteenth, man. You're celebrating Juneteenth. Stephen Barber, come on in, Stephen. First time, I think. Yeah, good morning. Um, I have I have an emergency red alert head at, heads up, and I'm trying to get this out to everybody I can, so please bear with me. Okay. Psalm, Psalm 9, verse 17 says, The wicked shall be turned into hell, and all the nations that forget God. Amen. Back in 1984, oh. I was standing in my father's kitchen, looking out the window, and I had a sudden sense from God that came on me, and I wept. God is going to destroy America. We're coming under the judgment of God. And what I'm trying to say is this. Since 1901, we've had a proliferation of perversions, perversions of the Word of God, because there's only one right version in English, and you can say it's out the King James Version. So it's no wonder that we have a proliferation of perversion now physically throughout America. We have the Satanist pedophile flag now flown at the White House. And here's what I want to say. If you go to HellTurnerRadioShow.com, we now have military being uh, deployed all over America, troops, planes, tanks, vehicles. We are fixing to get slammed, and it's going to be the judgment of God. The churches are apostate. The heathens are on their phones playing gaming and then indulging in anime, which promotes pedophilia and incest. And the patriot movement says Trump is going to come save us. And if you're waiting for Jesus, forget it. you got to save yourself. Look in the mirror. And I want to say to all three groups, the religious, the patriot, and the heathen, prepare for the judgment of God. Prepare to meet thy God. God is angry at this nation because we've been mocking him and misrepresenting Jesus Christ for years. And he is the holy one. We all want to say God is love. But those angels in heaven are crying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. And read what Jesus says to the churches in Revelation 2 and 3. I have this against you. Repent or else. 
And I'm telling you, God is going to use Russia and China just as he used the Assyrians and the Babylonians to judge this nation. And my Bible says in 1 Peter 4, 7, the time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God. Most preachers don't even want to touch what I'm talking about. We need to wake up. Amen. Boom. Amen. Amen. Myra, then Clay. Yes, Coach. Uh, Ecclesiastes 5, 1, it is written, Keep my foot when thou goest to the house of God, and be more ready to hear than to give the sacrifice of fools. For they consider not that they do evil. Hallelujah. Yeah, they don't even know they're doing evil. By the way, we don't even know they're doing evil. We ex- we tolerate evil. Huh? That's what we do. Hey, don't forget, tell everybody. Don't forget, Sheila Holmes is going to be with me at 11 o'clock. Clay, come on in. Yeah, I just want to remind everybody that uh, Jesus has got this. When uh, the disciples were crossing the lake and that big storm came up and he was asleep, they were freaking out because they were about to drown. They thought they were going to drown and the boat was getting filled with water. And then they woke him up and he asked them, where's your faith? Where's your faith? So uh, as we enter this storm or go through this storm, let's let us as Christians show everybody else where our faith's at and let us not be shaken by this storm. No, it's going to be good. It's going to be good, man. Amen. It's going to be good for the righteous, right? I want some judgment. Sorry. I want some judgment if that's what it takes. I'm all for it. Claudine. Morning, Coach. Yeah, so um, all those parades, those T-shirts, those flags, those banners are all paid by our taxes. Amen. We're paying for them. We're supporting them through our taxes, which goes right through Planned Parenthood, goes right through the government. If you check out your state website for visiting your state, you can look up right on your state website all the events for Pride Month. On New Hampshire, the motto, our motto is supposed to be live free or die. On that site for the Pride Month, it just says live free. There you go. <laughs> oh, man, oh, man. Hey, look, look. I got great encouragement. I'm just telling you. Uh, I see calamity coming everywhere, and I'm so excited about it. Randall, come on in. Did you not want to, Randall? Your hand was still up. Didn't know if you, I didn't know if you wanted to or not. Keep moving. Keep moving. Okay, thanks, thanks, Chad. Chad's out there. Keep me, keep me in line. So again, I'm running out of time. Make sure. That, was there anything else I wanted to show you? Hang on, hang on, hang on. Uh, oh yeah, real quickly. I don't have time. I'll, we'll have to play it real quick. Do number six, real quick. Number six, number six, real quick, real quickly. I think it's only oh this website, folks. Put it in the chat. This is from. Uh, uh, the, kill, the killer vaccine, people are dying all over the world. It's a crime. Going down a little bit. Going down. I'm going to show you one of the videos. I want you to play real quickly. We're not going to make it. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Right there. Play it. Young people are dying these days. It is my duty and responsibility as a consultant cardiologist and public health campaigner to urgently inform doctors, patients, and members of the public that the COVID mRNA vaccine 
has likely played a significant role or been a primary cause of unexpected cardiac arrests, heart attacks, strokes, cardiac arrhythmias and heart failure since 2021 until proven otherwise. showing that the myocarditis causes heart damage and a scar, and then the scar becomes the basis for cardiac arrhythmia. And then the arrhythmia is responsible for the sudden death that we're seeing. And we're seeing sudden death now on a massive scale in younger people. Um, it's my view. It's the COVID-19 vaccine until proven otherwise. 45-year-old Deputy Sheriff Chad Beatty coroner says he suffered a cardiac event in his patrol car. Canadian comedian Nick Nemiroff. Here he is in hospital. I will not get the third shot. I will not. Pfizer me once. No shame. Pfizer me twice. Shame on COVID. Pfizer me three times. Shame on you. You want me to get a third shot? What's next? A fifth shot? No, thank you. Uh, we'd ask him on the show, but he's dead. 32 years old. Cause of death unknown. We just saw a montage uh, implicating, I think clearly demonstrating that the COVID-19 vaccines, actually all of them cause myocarditis or heart inflammation and it's fatal. Fatal, baby. We're in the wicked. We'll see you tomorrow. Hey, Brian, 11 o'clock with Sheila Holm. Don't miss it. It'll be great. See you then.